Good morning, and you're listening to Questions of Faith with me, Father Toby, live in the uh, London studio, fresh off the back of our official launch last night, which was a, a wonderful affair. We had Bishop John Sherrington come and join us and, and celebrate a, a beautiful Mass. Um, lots of uh, friends of uh, Radio Maria, lots of volunteers, our, our wonderful staff, and uh, and hopefully lots of uh, now new friends of Radio Maria and people who are going to spread the word about the the good things that that at least I think we're doing, and I hope you do too. And and hopefully, uh, please God, we'll we'll be joined by Father Eamon shortly, who is the uh, priest director of of Radio Maria Ireland, who came to join us. Um, but he went to to go and celebrate uh, mass in the in the Rosary Shrine next door. But I'm sure he'll be back soon. Um, as always, please do call in with any questions um, that you that you have. Um, the number for that is. Uh, going to be given to you during the the music music break, um, and uh, and we'll begin now with our well, begin with a, a, a prayer um, for for some for help for me in answering the the questions and and doing a good job of that. And I invoke first of all the the intercession of of the archangels whose feast it was yesterday, who came to bring the. The, the good the good news into the world, especially Gabriel and Raphael with his healing and Michael in that battle against evil in which we're all engaged. So I ask their intercession and I ask that of our blessed mother, the one who, who pondered the truths that Christ spoke in her heart. So let's pray together. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou amongst women and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners now and at the hour of our death. Amen. So our first question today is from, is from Robert, um, who is based in East Anglia. And he says, as a Catholic, how do I reconcile the existence of other religions, such as Judaism and Buddhism? Should I consider these religions as false and therefore their associated believers mistaken? Should I consider these religions as misinterpretation of Christianity? Are these other religions purely belief systems? Well, thank you for that question, Robert. And I'm, I'm sure it's one that a lot of people have. And, and I see actually sort of... Uh, when I go into into schools sometimes and in all sorts of other areas, um, a little bit of a, a confuse confusion around this topic. Normally confusion that comes from a place of of really good will. Um so you know, you'll often hear people say, Oh, you know, well what matters most of all is that is that you just be a, a good person and, and Jesus loves everyone. Um and it is true that Jesus loves everyone, um, but it's not true that everybody loves Jesus, um, and that's the the important thing about religion. It's a it's a two two way street, um, and I'll start with the uh, the statement that that Jesus Christ Himself gives us, where He says, "No one comes to the Father except through Me," and that is the Church's understanding that that. No one comes to to salvation in 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 the Father, except through Jesus Christ. Now the Church also 
recognizes that uh that the sort of the grace that Christ brings to the to the world is not confined to the to the visible boundaries of the church rather the 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 grace the healing power the saving power that Jesus um on the cross pours out and you know one drop of his blood would have been enough to save all humankind um the 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 healing grace that he pours out from the from the cross is is for for many um the number is is un, is unlimited and we don't always see exactly sort of you know where that where that grace goes it operates outside the visible boundaries of the of the church um but it's interesting in in your question robert you raise um two two different religions um you raise judaism and buddhism um and and it's really helpful that that you've that you've done that particularly sort of you know should i consider their their associated believers sort of mistaken or misinterpretations of christianity because as 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 catholics as christians we understand everything that was revealed to the to the jewish people um was true um and we understand it all as a as a preparation for the for, for, for the fulfillment of everything which was given in the old testament um to be fulfilled in in the person of jesus christ and so and so it's it's not that what the the jews believe is is wrong it's that they don't believe enough essentially they don't they don't recognize um that uh that that christ is is the fulfillment um of of all the of all the prophets of of all the teachings of their of their scriptures um and so they're sort of mistaken in one way like mistaken in in what they don't hold to be true about jesus christ but not mistaken in what they hold to be true about all that which came before whereas with with buddhism um now buddhism i have to state first of all i'm i'm not an not an expert um but there are lots of different uh forms of buddhism and some would have no belief in a in a god whatsoever and, and others would believe in a in a divinity um but but buddhism i would say is not uh it's not a not a misinterpretation of christianity rather it's something it's something totally totally separate and i would say it's a mistaken world view um that doesn't mean that it's that it's not a religion um you know religion uh comes from uh, the sort of word ligare um and religare to ligare means to to bind it's like where we have our our english word sort of ligament um from what holds our our joints together um you know religion religions bind us and our practice of our christian faith is supposed to bind us to the person of jesus christ but a religion might also bind someone to a to a particular way of of living um and so but buddhism in, in some ways is more a, a philosophical system in, in other ways more a more a system of of prayer i'm conscious i've gone on quite a long time but this is a, a really big question i just want to say one other other thing um sometimes we speak about many many faiths um and i'm glad this question doesn't 
um, because faith is a is a gift from God. Um, faith in the religious senses is God's revelation of himself to us and then the grace to accept that. And so faith can never be mistaken. Um, there is only one faith. Um, there are there are many beliefs, but only one faith. So I think rather we shouldn't speak of of different faiths, but we can speak of different religions or or different different beliefs. But we have to be honest with one another, just as the Muslim will say say to me, if he respects me, he'll say, "I think you're wrong in thinking that that Jesus Christ is divine." And and the Muslim will think that this is dangerous for me. And and if he loves me, he'll want me to know that. And and if I love the the Muslim, then in a in a in a constructive way, I'm going to say to him, "No, you're 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 mis you're mistaken." Um, and I think Muhammad has has misunderstood things about uh, Christianity, and that they become distorted, and that whilst you respect Christ, you don't truly recognize who who He is. And we have to be a little bit brave sometimes, and we have to try and take our our culture back to a situation whereby we're sort of more concerned with with truth than 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 politeness or, or feelings that doesn't mean that we go out of our way to be rude because that doesn't do anybody any any favors um but nor should we just sort of pretend that it doesn't matter what you what you think because truth does matter um i've gone on for quite a long time there but it's a, a big and important question um but i think now would be a good time to go to a music break i look forward to um to seeing what uh, what Helena in Cambridge has selected for us. Oh, um, I'm looking forward to hearing calls from listeners as well. Yeah. Oh. So if you... Oh, sorry there. Speaking over one another. <laughs> the, the, the difficulty of not seeing one another in the same studio. But just say, if you have any calls, I would love to hear from you. Please do call on uh, 01223-375-564. That's 01223-375. Five six four. The phone lines are open. Questions of Faith on Radio Maria with Father Toby Lee's Priest Director. Okay, well, uh, thank you for that song, Helena. It shows you, you, shows you were listening to my uh, 
explanation of uh, of religion and legare and binding. Always um, listening. <laughs> there we go. Good to hear. So our next question has been shared with us by a, a university chaplain who apparently has heard this question from many of his students and certainly heard it from some of my parishioners. And it's like, if I confess my sins in prayer and I speak to the people I've hurt and say sorry, why do I then need to make my confession to a priest? Um, and I think a lot of people wonder about this. I think it's sadly um, probably the case that that most Catholics don't go to confession very, very frequently. Um, and I think they they miss out on, a, on an enormous outpouring of, of grace, just to speak sort of personally for a moment before I, I go into a sort of little bit of more of the, the nuts and, and bolts of, of this question. Um, one of the, the reasons I most wanted to become a priest was in order to be able to hear confessions because the experience of receiving Christ's mercy through the priest in, in confession for me um, has just been so powerful and and such a such a blessing and and without without confession without this sort of outlet um, and possibility of, of forgiveness for for that which is worst about me, I'm not sure I would be able to sort of confront and face head on that which is worst about me, and I would just bury it away and either sort of suppress it where it would do great damage or or ignore it or become comfortable with it in a way that it would do great damage to me um so i i've i felt so many graces so many blessings through confession and i just wish to be that, that instrument of christ's mercy myself and hope that more people might experience it but let's turn now to um a bit of the the biblical argument i remember at one point uh, during lockdown um, somebody saying the the idea of uh, um, going to confession to a to a priest and the and the priest forgiving um, somebody's sins this was blasphemous um, and I thought that was a bit of a bold call from whoever said that because they appeared to be accusing Jesus of, of blasphemy and uh, and I wouldn't want to do that and here's why I think they were accusing Jesus of uh, of, of blasphemy. Because we read in John 20, 21, 23, Jesus said to them again, Peace be with you. As the Father has sent me, even so I send you. And when he had said this, he breathed on them and said to them, Receive the Holy Spirit. If you forgive the sins of any, they are forgiven. If you retain the sins of any, they are retained. And that seems to me to be sort of, you know, incontrovertible um, evidence for for the for the goodness of the, the well the truth of Catholic belief about about confession. Jesus giving that that very clear mandate to the to the apostles um, that having having received the Holy Spirit, um, that they can forgive sins or they can um, you know find those who uh, who they don't believe are properly contrite and then again in in matthew 18 um verses 15 to 18 we read 
If your brother sins against you, go and tell him his fault between you and him alone. If he listens to you, you have gained your brother. But if he does not listen, take one or two others along with you, that every word may be confirmed by the evidence of two or three witnesses. If he refuses to listen to them, tell it to the church. And if he refuses to listen even to the church, let him be to you as a Gentile and a tax collector. Truly I say to you, whatever you bind on earth shall be bound in heaven, and whatever you loose on earth shall be loosed in heaven. And again, this passage from Matthew sort of brings out that, this great authority which, which Christ um, is, is giving to uh, the the first priests to the to the to the apostles, um, and it's really important um, in this question to understand the idea of of, of mediation. Um, it's not that when sort of I forgive somebody's sins in in confession that they're receiving my personal forgiveness as uh, as 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 Father Father Toby. Um, but rather that they're they're receiving the forgiveness of Christ through me um, by what I've been configured to be and to do by the great grace of the sacrament of of ordination, and we seem to get things like mediation more easily in uh, in, in in baptism. Um, you get few, fewer people ever ask me, "Oh, why can't I just baptize myself?" Um, they seem to understand there the importance of of somebody to mediate that sacrament. And this is the way that we see all through the the Old Testament and then the, the new um, God working, um, not revealing his will in a sort of a, a massive revelation to the millions of people at once, but by revealing it to, to individuals or to communities in order that they, they might then share it with other others. So that's a bit of the biblical sort of precedent um, for confession. But we also have um, the other precedent is the constant practice of the church. Um, and confession has a long history in the church. And it's one of those areas where there has been development. Um, and development is a really important concept. Um, at one level, it's how something can be the same at its core and take different expressions over time. Um, or and another way we can think of it as how our understanding of something unfolds over time. Um, such as the case that I can speak with greater clarity about a dogmatic definition of the Trinity than St. Peter could when he was on earth. Now, he had a much closer relationship with, with Jesus than, 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 than I do. Um, but in terms of the the clarity of being able to say with precise words exactly who Jesus is in relation to God the Father and the and the Holy Spirit and the nature of um, Christ being uh, the hypostatic union and the the fullness of the humanity of Christ and the fullness of the divinity of Christ two natures one person those words would have been foreign to Peter I think if he heard them. He would have recognized their truth, but simply that language didn't exist at the, the time. That language has been has been uh, sort of developed and, and created to express sort of truths um, which are now understood with greater clarity over, over time. 
Um, and we're going to get a little bit more onto the idea of development when we speak about the, the catechism um, and it changing either um, this week's edition or at the pace I'm going, maybe uh, next week's edition. <laughs> um, uh, but so the the final thing that I, I want, want to say about um, confession is, um, and it's such an important point to make about about. Our, our faith in general and that our faith is in is in a person and we believe a whole set of dogmas and laws because they're revealed to us by a person by the person of, of jesus of jesus christ and when we go to confession we're going to restore our relation with jesus christ um, that's what confession is not um, like you might go to the court or you might sort of pay a speeding ticket um, or pay a parking fine and actually you know you're not really sorry that you were speeding and or maybe you're not really sorry that you parked in that place you're just sorry that you got caught um, but you know this is what you you just got to pay the fine and life continues as it as it was before and rather when we go to confession we go to confession because we realize that we've damaged a, a relationship and that's what sin does it damages it damages relationships the laws are put in place in order to to safeguard and to and to give a loving shape to to relationships but the point of the christian life is not to keep the laws the point of the laws is to help us live in the fullness of relation with god and with one another I think sometimes if uh you know in our life there are trivial things that we that we do wrong and ways in which we sort of offend against our brother our sister husband wife uh, friends uh, colleagues um and sometimes uh, it's just part of life that people just have to let little infractions go and there are other things where by maybe you send a a, a text like perhaps you had a stressful a stressful morning um, and you didn't uh, you didn't speak to your husband or wife um, in the way that that you wish you had, and now you're at work and and you're thinking, gosh, yeah, that, I, I regret the way I was this morning, and you send them a text message and and kind of that's all fine, but there's also bigger stuff that a, that a text message you know won't really deal with, um, stuff where we need to come in person and say that we're truly sorry. And so that's why the church has this understanding of venial sin and mortal sin. And there's another question for that, but let's think of mortal as being the really, really serious stuff and venial, the less serious stuff. And the less serious stuff, we can, we can ask for forgiveness um, at mass, like when we say the, the confitior and we're, and we're granted forgiveness. But the, the mortal stuff, the serious stuff, we need to come we need to come before uh come before christ um and and sort of receive that that forgiveness in uh in person and it's also remembering that sin sin is never purely personal it's never never just between sort of say me and the person i uh offended against and it's never actually just between me and god either because each of us by the beautiful gift of baptism belongs to the body of christ the church 
And so when we sin, we harm not only our relationship with God or with the, with the person, you know, who, who we were offensive to, but we harm the body of Christ to which we belong. And so when you go to confession, you do a beautiful gift for the whole church because you restore in some way, in, in your particular way, the body of Christ to which we all belong. And so every time you see people walking out of confession, you can see that's the church made more beautiful again. Um, the church has just become holier as that person's left the confessional. And so it's a beautiful opportunity for for all of for all of us to to be part of the restoration of the of the holiness of of each of the members of the church so that we can be more like christ and when we're more like that our witness will be so much more powerful to the world um so that's another long answer i'm going to try and make some shorter answers because uh we just had father Eamon arrive in the in the studio which is great we're going to get him set up and so now would be another great time for a music break um if you have any calls we would love to hear from you please do call in Questions of Faith on Radio Maria England. Good morning again, and I'm delighted to say that you now have uh, two priest directors for the price of one. Um, delighted to be joined by Father Raymond, the uh, the priest director of Radio Maria Island, who is just fresh back from uh, celebrating the, the Mass. Um, so his his answers ought to be super extra in, inspired. Um, no pressure. No, no pressure. No pressure whatsoever. Um, but you're you're very welcome, and Thanks it's a great. Thanks for the and apologies to you and the listeners. I know you were anticipated to be here at eleven. There was a funeral mass, beautiful funeral mass, actually in the in the parish church. So uh, things went on a little bit longer than planned. Okay, so, there we go. Not so it's, yeah, no such thing as a free night stay here. You got ro <laughs> ro roped into a funeral. I so yeah, um, so I believe we now have a caller on the line. Um, so I think it's a Alessio. Um, yeah, but, we have uh, Alessio yeah. from Cambridge. Alessio, you're Hello. on the air. Oh, great. Hi, Father Toby. Hi, Father. Amen. Um, my question is this. Um, why um, are we adopted sons and daughters of God if God created us? That's a, if you that's could, a really... clarify that concept. Yeah, no, that's a really, a really, really great question. Um, perhaps I'll, I'll give a, a first answer. And then, uh, and then, if Father Eamon sort of has anything to to add, he he can. So I would say, if if we look at um at the book of Genesis, um, we hear that we were made in the image and likeness of God. Um, so there's 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 some sort of reflection of uh, of of God, of God of God in God in us. Um, and we would say that that's by our uh, most commonly by our ability to to know 
and to and to know not just in a in a particular way um but to be able to have sort of abstract knowledge to be able to know the the nature of things um so to be able to say those sorts of things are cats those sorts of things are dogs um to be able to sort of develop uh, scientific theories right? that's from knowledge and then and then to be able to 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 love and to be able to love in a in a in a personal way and to be able to um to to not just do what i want for my own sake but to be able to to give my my life for others in a in an intentional deliberate way not just out of instinct those are ways in which have been made in the image and likeness of god um but by baptism something even more amazing happens something incredibly special by baptism we say we become by the power of grace by god's lavish gift to us we become by the power of grace what jesus christ is by his nature um, and jesus christ by his nature is the son of god that's who he is from all eternity and so when we're baptized and i was just saying in that last question we enter into the body of christ we enter into that relationship between god the god the father and god the son because we become like the son by the grace of baptism and so we're no longer just in the image and likeness of god we're something even more amazing now we're adopted sons of and daughters of god and that's why i always think um adoption is such a beautiful um and a profound witness to the to the goodness of god's love when people adopt they take a child who who is not their own and they make that child their their own and so we see something of the the lavish love of of god when we when we see people adopt Father, Father Amen, sure. perhaps you'd like Great. to add well something. Done. Well done, Lover, yes. And, and the, I suppose the legal dimension to the word adoption, too, has interesting implications that uh, legally, once we're adopted into a family, it gives us inheritance rights. And so from that sort of social standpoint or that approach, as brothers and sisters in Christ, as, you know, adopted children, now we are members of the family and we have the same inheritance that is due to us in Christ that is eternal life. So there's an assurance there, a guarantee, uh, you might say, uh, like un underwritten by the legality of it to, to, uh, so that we can be at ease with that. It's not as if we're um, sort of orphans or what's the, what might be the other expression you might use, because strays wandering in, like the, uh, was the, the, the woman who was a Samaritan and she was looking, she said even the house dogs can eat the scraps from the master's table um, you know, it's not even that kind of relationship. It's more than that. You are now a family member with all the uh, rights and responsibilities that accompany that. So it's a nice word to use and, and maybe to assure us of our place to, the, in Christ as well. Oh, yeah. Nice question. Thank you. Yeah, I feel bad as the former lawyer Thank that you. I forgot the legal ah! aspect of it. <laughs> oh, there you are. <laughs> that's the, that's the, 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 be the beauty of having another priest director on hand. Oh. So thank you for that question. Alessio, I don't know if you're still Thank on the line. Does that make things clear? Yeah, 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 yes. Yes, absolutely. Thank you for the okay. clarification. Good. Well Super. Done. Well Pleasure. Done, Thank you.
So we'll um, we'll just go um, to another piece of music now. If any other listeners have any questions, then please do call in. The number is zero one two two three three seven five five six four. That's zero one two two three three seven five five six four. We look forward to hearing from you. are very important standing sitting the sign of the cross uh, the movement in fact liturgical movement all of these things are part of the way in which we give worship to god and uh, very important that the active participation of all at holy mass is uh, engaged uh, with singing of course and vocal responses as as necessary so that's a lovely gesture during the creed the uh, the the moment of the incarnation really um that's the moment we're celebrating the enfleshment really the word was made flesh which of course during the angelus very important prayer uh too we sometimes strike our breast it's it's you know the word was made flesh again another gesture during this the sacred liturgy to call to mind by action the sacredness of the moment that's just being recollected in prayer and so uh, it's the the idea of heaven and earth uniting at that moment in the creed when uh, that word that was spoken by the angel gabriel suddenly enters into our blessed lady through her fiat and her yes uh, that's that moment that we're we're commemorating there is it on christmas day father toby that we genuflect during those words uh, or is it 25th of march or both maybe uh, i think both both, yeah, definitely, yes. definitely, mm. definitely at Christmas. Mm. So uh, we don't just bow, we, we no. genuflect. In yeah. fact. So again, the significance of that moment is so important. And again, that we don't take too lightly the gestures that accompany any aspect of the liturgy and we execute them or perform them, say, with a certain reverence or recollection. So I think that's what it's work, what's at work there. I think for the priest too, if I, again, if I'm not mistaken, Father Toby, correct me, um, the the during the mass it's recommended that um we bow when our lady's name is mentioned they were invoking our lady and the saints yes. as a bow of the head on behalf of the priest yeah at that moment which is another interesting um gesture if you like yeah so mm. we bow at our lady and and at, and at this the particular sort of saint of the day mm. or uh your your sort of founder saint mm-hmm. um i like what you said there about you know um bowing and kneeling at, at that moment with um sort of heaven and earth meeting mm. because that's what's happening in the in in the mass um, mm-hmm. the mass is sort of eternity 
penetrating into in, into into time, mm. um, and we get sort of taken up into into the into the timeless sort of worship which which will occur mm. in heaven. Um, but sort of Sarah right, picks up it, it. There is that sort of suggestion, isn't there? Like, well, why are we bound for yeah. Jesus and not yeah. bound for those? But we. Um, and I think I would say perhaps because of the particular focus in the mass of the the sort of the sacrifice of of Christ and how it's the relationship with Christ that that takes up up us up into the you know the divine Trinity of persons. Um, but we in certainly as Dominicans and 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 other religious uh, some other religious orders and, and priests, it would be our custom whenever we pray the glory be to the Father that we will bow. Um, so. Uh, every time during the during the Psalms in the divine office, we all bow um, during the the, the glory the glory be. And um, I suppose our faith is sort of enfleshed in that way. Like it's a very carnal kind of nature to the way we yeah. express our faith. Yeah. And so the et incarnatus est and and was enfleshed. Yeah. We're kind of enfleshing the words in mm. a certain way. And I, I had a moment on the on the train um, coming down from Cambridge on Tuesday night, and I, I'm reading a, a, a fantastic book that I was really into, and I was really looking forward to reading. And there was a lady in a pretty sort of distressed state um, about a whole load of different things, and uh, and she kept on using sort of our Lord's name in in, in vain, and she was very very loud. And uh, I, I was in a bit of a, a dilemma. It, was, it got to a stage where there was a part of me that wanted to say, sort of, you know, excuse me, would you would you mind like not do, doing that? That's, mm. um, maybe I should have been braver. But but what I found myself doing was sort of, you know, every time she she mentioned the name of Jesus, just bowing my head as a as a little sort of act. Well, Lord, I I don't hear your 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 name in vain. It, it matters. As a, a little sort of reparation and and then i i gave up trying to read the book and just started praying the rosary for the lady <laughs> i'm not sure if i should it have could. been should have been bolder or, or 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 not but i but i think every time we hear the name of jesus let's um yeah not not hear it casually nice nice yeah and that's a good antidote in fact when we hear the lord's name used in vain uh, i think in ireland we're more guilty of it than any other country in the world it's it's a uh, sadly a feature of our our daily vocabulary but it's a nice gesture to make reparation in that way when we hear the holy name to make some little interior act of reverence by way of reparation or you know acknowledging that this is the name above all names you know every knee shall bow every tongue shall confess uh, this jesus christ is lord you know so well done good always learned father Tori, god bless you thank you um i think we might actually just uh put one more one more question in uh now um otherwise I, I feel we'll get to a music break and then cut a cut a question well, we can chat half, away halfway through so we'll, we'll, we'll chat you away we've got we've got 10 more minutes mm. um so let's uh on our, our next question um is from somebody who's recently attended a, a really nice day of renewal uh, i'm very glad you you did um but says that they came back feeling full of the holy spirit and then came down with a bang, having had a row with my brother, and then had a day at work that was really hard going. 
some of the people I work with are difficult. Um, this can't be from a member of Radio Maria staff. But, um, <laughs> how do I hold together the peace and comfort I have in prayer alongside the tensions of daily life, especially when it's not just others who behave badly? I include myself here. It's like two different worlds. Um, wow. Welcome to the human race. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. Yes. <laughs> yeah. And I give us such a sort of an honest and, and mm. heartfelt question that so many people um, live lives as if it's just other people who are the problem. Um, occasionally in confession, you have to remind someone that that they're they're here to confess their sins, not the, sin, not the sins of their spouse. That's true. Um, and yeah, we are. G.K. Chesterton famously, when he was invited to um, contribute to a series called "What's Wrong with the World," he just wrote the answer. He said, "I am." Um, you know, nice. and we are part of the problem, and and that's why, as we were saying earlier, we go to confession to to be part of the let Christ help us be part of the solving of the problem. Um, but I think we might think of a sort of a, a day of renewal as a, a little bit like a, a Catholic version of a spa day. Um, I, have, I have to emphasize I've never actually been on a spa day. I've just Hot heard about stones them, and all know. that kind of stuff. Yeah, if a listener sends me a spa day voucher, who who, who knows, I might, might go and tell you what it's like. But at the moment, it's just a, an, an analogy that I think might be true, not one I know to be true. Um, but we need these days every now and then just to kind of restore us and to uh, and and to help us sort of go back into the everyday. But part of what really needs to, to happen in in these is that that our way of seeing becomes transformed by this intensive time with God um, such that it's not just the spiritual equivalent of having a good nap but that it's actually something more restorative because Christ comes to, to redeem all of us, like our, our hearts, our minds, you know, our, our eyes, every, every aspect of human existence. And so I think it's important sometimes that we distinguish between sort of, you know, our feelings and what is, and what is true. And, um, and maybe sort of in my, my mother's generation, there was a, People sort of didn't give enough attention to feelings. Um, can't speak to that, um, but you know you, that's what some people say. Um, but in my generation, I think we're a little bit too obsessed with our feelings. Um, and uh, and if we live life just on the on the level of feelings, well, our lives will be chaotic because our feelings are, are not reliable indicators of truth. But this doesn't mean that we suppress our feelings this doesn't mean like we start to think well it's bad that i feel this way i shouldn't feel like this but rather we we try and let some of the the, the truths that we've heard and the and the truths that we've experienced and the truths that we've felt on this day of renewal that we allow them to to start to to transform every sort of aspect of our existence and that can be partly saying like lord I know I shouldn't feel this angry with this other person. I know that this thing is comparatively trivial. And yet I still feel this way. You know, please help me in my egotism. Please help me in my sort of heightened sense of injustices towards me that 
I don't feel about injustices towards others and to just let that Christ, to let Christ's truth into more and more of our lives. Mm, very good, yeah. And I think in a way, a day of recollection like that or a retreat, it helps to uh, show up the contrast that exists between life in the spirit and, and life in the world when we're caught up in ourselves and our everything else. And maybe the grace that comes from these days helps us to be a little bit more selfless, a little bit more gentle, a little bit more patient and understanding mm. and realizing the need of grace that we all have to, to try to work in an environment where it'll be a bit more productive and a bit more charitable. So the, the day of recollection maybe only served to highlight or contrast the reality of the, the working world and been there and done that too so <laughs> yeah that you shouldn't I, you shouldn't feel bad about feeling this way after a day sure. of recollection yes. or day when you i think is the most natural thing in the in the world it, it's like it proves the value of the day of recollection it really. does because mm. you're, you're you're sort of tasting the kingdom maybe mm. in, a, in a more profound way and realizing the sort of the the, the shortcomings of, of of our of our everyday and and so in a certain sense if you didn't feel this way it would probably mean in some ways you you would just stay blind to to what life can be like and, yeah. and i think that's always one of the the powerful things about about going to lourdes um that it just shows us a a different way uh, a way where the sort of the poor the vulnerable the frail the sick you know don't need to be hidden away but can actually but be put sort of first and foremost and and the great flourishing of everyone when when that when that happens. So, you know, take take something from that that day of recollection and and try and make it not extraordinary, but but now part of the the ordinary. Sure, maybe you can be a source of grace then in that work environment. Maybe to bring a little bit of healing, a bit of extra patience. Go make them a cup of coffee, you know, smile, bring yeah. out the Kleenex or whatever's necessary to yes, yeah, <laughs> ameliorate the situation a little bit. Yeah, <laughs> that that lovely Brit, you know, make me a channel of your peace. Mm, mm. Um, you know, also dropping in a, a music hint to Helena at the end there. We've got time. We <laughs> um, that beautiful hymn. But um, you, you heard about the guy who brought a dehumidifier into a sauna to see which would win. <laughs> <laughs> so when we go to a spa day. <laughs> and before the show ends listen I really must thank you because it's lovely to visit here you know it's a nice experience I've visited a number of radio radio stations but it's just really a beautiful celebration last night big big gathering as well very impressive really and I can see that Radio Maria England is, is moving on and upwards uh, you know in its work and its influence and I've been on the same journey of course with Ireland the last five years myself so uh, just to say well done to everybody involved and you've got a very impressive studio here now in London and please God it'll be a rich source of, of graces uh, as we've experienced in Ireland over the years many people just great friends great great fellowship great shared faith it's it's a terrific ministry and a great apostolate and just lovely to see it beginning to flourish here now in, in England too so well done to everybody God bless you all Thank you so much. And um, and, and Father Raymond and his team have actually sort of helped us a little bit in, in training. We had some, uh, our promoters, sort of Helena and, and Izzy went over um, recently for some training days. And I know they benefited from that. And we, we look forward to doing you know more more stuff with you in the sure, in, yeah. in the future we and, can learn from each other and yeah. uh, a couple of shared live moments would be nice we can timetable it to, to work out it'll be fabulous to actually work together we'll make that happen yeah. 
Yeah. Cool. And so could I invite you to um to close with a, a prayer for us? Certainly. Father yes. Amen. Absolutely. Good. So Lord, we gather in your name, we praise you, we bless you, we thank you for this great gift of radio ministry, the beautiful family that we enjoy in fellowship with one another here now between England and Ireland, but also throughout the radio and radio world, which simply reflects our beautiful Catholic faith as well. So gathered in communion, we praise you and give thanks for this uh, little oasis as well. Glory be to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. O Mary, conceived without sin, pray, pray for us who have recourse to thee. thee. Thank you so much, Brother Eamon. Um, and thank you to all our, our listeners for your wonderful questions. Please do sort of email us with, with more and, uh, and call in next week.